0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, hello, hello. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am Matt Williamson. Uh, I did two uh, shorts yesterday. Uh, Steeler Minicamp is in the books. We're down there the last three days. Um, This podcast is brought to you by Warby Parker. I will tell you about them in a little bit. Um, but I also have a service announcement here from David Locke, the founder of the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, and, and he wants all of us to read this, so keep an eye out. I mean, it, Locked On Podcast Network right now is hi- is in the process of hiring a national sales manager. So if you want to be part of the fastest growing sports podcast network, selling the NBA channel, NFL channel, and the entire network to a national advertisers, it's for you. If you have the skills, the perseverance, and the game to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So please email lockedonpodcasts at gmail.com with your resume. So that's lockedonpodcasts at gmail.com. Uh, send it to David Locke. So um, that'd be great. Have, have somebody else on board. That'd be wonderful. One of you guys are good at that. Get it done. Anyway, I have the... Top 10 running back list. Now we did uh, quarterbacks earlier in the year in the week, it's not a very good list, you know. And one thing I think is interesting is the there was a remember, there was about a two year stretch there when everyone's talking about the NFL devalues running backs, and you know, and maybe there is some truth to that, don't get me wrong. But in this past two draft classes. We've seen running backs go early, Fournette, Zeke, McCaffrey, you know the names. I think really there was just a two-year stretch there in the NFL draft where the running backs just weren't very good coming out, and that's changing dramatically. I mean, this Grice kid, uh, next year he's taking over for Fournette at LSU, and Barkley at Penn State, those guys sound like first-round picks all day long. You know, all the guys this year, including Joe Mixon, who, you know, is first-round-type talent. So, these guys that are in their second, third, fourth years that are kind of entering their prime is a little weaker than it's been. However, you know, that I think there's going to be a young infusion of running backs that'll be early picks, that'll be... that this list could look a lot different in a year or two. So, just like quarterback, and quarterback was, was never an issue... I'm not counting rookies in this conversation. you know, like I love Fournette, and you know I would rather have him than the tenth guy on this list, but he hasn't even put on. I haven't seen him in the NFL yet, so they don't count. So we will start with number ten. I have Demarco Murray. I like Murray. I mean, high quality downhill pounder. That Eagle system didn't fit him at all. Uh, I thought he might be done after that massive workhorse year in Dallas. That wasn't the case. A great find on the cheap for Tennessee. Um, Will Henry cut into his touches next year? I think more and more, yes. Um, Tevin Coleman, to me, was somebody I thought about putting over him. I thought about Carlos Hyde. I mean, nothing really great coming out about him. I didn't put Adrian Peterson or Marshawn Lynch on this list. I don't know how you do that at this stage of their career and what they have not done of late. I like, you know, Isaiah Crowell, uh, you know, Lamar Miller. These are all the these are my can't or just miss type guys. Um, but I took Murray over all of them. He's been productive. I think he fits what they want. He's in a really good home now, behind a good line. My ninth running back was Jordan Howard, and I don't think what he did coming in in there was a fluke. He was really good and a better receiver than I expected, not that that's ever going to be his strength. Really good zone runner, vision, feet, patience, size, gets everything blocked and more, not super dynamic. I think he's a real good fit for breaking in a new quarterback, particularly Trubisky, and a good interior offensive line. I think he's due for a massive workload this year. The Maybe the, the most, you know, foundation of that Bears offense. A real find in the mid-rounds last year. I mean, a high-quality player. Jay Ajayi is my eighth guy. He also was a mid-round pick, but mostly because of medical concerns, you know, with bone-on-bone situation. Um, I can't comment to that. Maybe his his career will be shorter than these other guys for that reason um he's been a little up and down but boy when he's up he is phenomenal he had a what a three game stretch where he was just a superstar last year power cutting ability runs low i like his game a lot you know i I think he's a high quality back um not at all a fluke and again it took a while for adam gase and that staff to warm up to him but uh, they certainly have, and they should. I mean, it should give him a, a high uh, number of carries, a, a lot of action for him. Um, I told you about Warby Parker. You know, they they joined us earlier this week. They are an eyeglass company. It's a new concept in eyewear. Where Warby Warby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to, to Their their goal, and they've and they've hit it, is to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. As a a collaboration between four close friends, Warby Parker was conceived as an alternative to the overpriced and bland eyewear available today. Prescription eyewear shouldn't cost you more than a plane ticket or a new iPhone. And it doesn't. By circumventing national channels and engaging with customers directly through their website and retail stores, Warby Parker is able to provide high-quality, good-looking prescription eyewear at at a fraction of the price uh It's a vintage inspired look with a contemporary twist. Every pair is custom fit with anti-reflective polycarbonate prescription lenses. Um, it's, it's available exclusively through Warby Parker's website and retail stores. All the glasses start at 95 bucks, including prescription lenses. It's a great deal man. I, I mean what you got to do now though is you got to try their their, their, their free try on home program. You order five. You go to the website. You pick out five of your favorite frames. Try them on for five days, and there's no obligation to buy. It ships free. And it includes a, a prepaid return shipping label. So you head to WarbyParker.com/lonfl, as in locked on NFL, to order your free try uh, home try ons today. So glasses start at ninety five bucks. That includes prescription lenses. Lenses include all anti glare and anti scratch coatings. Um, and what's awesome is for every pair you buy, a pair is distributed to someone in need. There's a lot of people out there that can't afford eyewear. And Warby Parker's making a big effort to change that. So go to warbyparker.com slash L-O-N-F-L. All right. So they're great to have those guys on board with the Locked On Network. Uh, we have seven more running backs to discuss. I have Melvin Gordon at seven. And I wasn't a big believer of him coming out of Wisconsin. To be frank with you, I I thought he was, you know, ran through big holes, bounced some things a little more than he should have. Wasn't as physical as I liked. But I think he's transformed his game quite a bit. I I think that he's come around quite quite well. Um, That rookie year, he was playing through injury. He was adapting to you know the the league and didn't you know much tougher going with a banged up offensive line as San Diego's offense is. And then this past year, they went out and they got him as is college fullback, and, and, and they're operating in a system that's much more Melvin Gordon-friendly, and he was healthier, and I think he's a high-quality guy. He's got me sold. You know, I think he's a above-average starting back, should be in for another big year. I mean, that offense to me is a chance to be really good. I did a short on the Chargers yesterday, and we talk about that in a little more detail. Check that out. It's only like six or seven minutes, something like that. Speaking of six, six on the list, and this guy should be higher, and maybe I'm even too nice putting him at six. I recently wrote an article, Would You Rather Have Melvin Gordon or Todd Gurley? And I gave the slight edge to Gurley. I just really liked him coming out of school in his rookie year. The talent is really impressive. The power, the speed... Pretty soft hands, although we can see a lot of that um, every down back. But, boy, he's coming off a rough year. And, yes, a lot of it was because of the Rams offense was such a nightmare. The line, the the no threat from the quarterback position. But he left a lot of yardage on the field and didn't show the competitiveness you want, you know, from, from a young back. I know people are down on the Rams, and I get that. I mean, I'm not high on the Rams. But I have a hunch that this system is going to help that offense – Dramatically, And I think Gurley could rebound pretty strong this year. Gurley is tentatively my sixth-ranked running back. Devonta Freeman is my fifth-ranked running back. I mentioned Tevin Coleman as a just-miss. I really love this one-two punch. Um, they have some similar skill sets and some similar usage, but I also think that they have vast differences. They, I think they complement one another really well. I love the aggression Freeman runs with inside, outside receiver, low, tough, shifty, power for his size. Not breakaway speed, but certainly not speed deficient. The offense he plays in certainly helps him. Um, but you know, this is no knock on Freeman. You know, like when I opened the show and I said that this list isn't that good. That if you look through history. Generally speaking, I think Devontae Freeman would not be the fifth best running back in the NFL. And if a player is exactly his his caliber, two years from now, I bet that guy will be eight or nine. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of star power at this position, but I think it is hitting the NFL this rookie season, last rookie season. I always mentioned Howard, Zeke will be coming, and the upcoming years. So again, not a knock on Freeman. I like him a lot. He's my fifth-ranked running back. LeSean McCoy comes in at four, and I always think he's going to be done, you know, and he always exceeds my expectations, you know, he has such wiggle and elusiveness that I keep thinking, boy, he's going to lose a little that soon, you know, he's had a lot of carries at this level, but boy, is he a uh, elusive and wiggle and, you know, a fun runner to watch. I know some have compared him to Barry Sanders, that's a little crazy to me, but he is extreme vision, ext- make you miss, but also has toughness. Um, you know, you think that Bill's offense, that's what everyone's keying on, is McCoy. And he still is productive. Um, kind of underrated, really. I mean, the, the career he's put together, Pitt guy, by the way, uh, is really impressive. I mean, he, he does this, what, two more, three more years? Is he a Hall of Fame caliber guy? I mean, he's had a heck of a career. I think everyone knows who the top three are. You know, David Johnson, Zeke, and Bell are the top three running backs in the NFL right now. To me, Elliot is clearly third. And partially because, you know, his line was so good and that helped him. But, you know, he, he was getting keyed on early and he was really impressive on his own right and made a lot of extra yardage and does everything well. He just can't keep up with Johnson and Bell in the receiving game. It, it, to me, that's the difference. And, um, you know, I, I think he has similar size, you know, maybe even better speed. I mean, Bell doesn't have wonderful speed. Um Johnson maybe has the most big playability of the three, I would say. You know, gets in the open field and runs away from you. Bell, to me, is the most distinctive and, um, you know, his style. And I think I've told you guys this before, but one thing I kind of came up with was if you put all the great running backs in history and those ugly, all-white Penn State jerseys with no number or name on the back and you all and we all just watch them run I think you'd go oh that's Gil Sayers that's OJ Simpson that's Earl Campbell that's LaDanny Tomlinson that's Jim Brown that's Walter Payton that's Barry Sanders that the great ones like a great guitar player you know oh that's Eric Clapton oh that's Jimmy Page oh that's Eddie Van Halen you know a great artist or you know Mozart or you know I think the great ones have a very, very distinct style, you know, that you can't say, boy, Barry Sanders is a lot like Gil Sayers. No, he's his own. You know, I mean, the the great, great ones are their own. And of all the backs in the league, to me, Le'Veon Bell best fits that, where he's doing it like nobody else has ever done it before. You know, the stop-start-patience thing with a great burst and finish and vision afterwards is really remarkable. And having a great line helps. You know, there's no doubt. You know, of these three, Johnson had the, the worst line in supporting cast and was highly impressive. I guess I'd give you a list. I, I got Bell one, Johnson two, Elliott three. I should, probably should have mentioned that. Um, but to me, Bell, the negatives are he has to stay on the field. I mean, and part of that's Tomlin running him into the ground. But, you know, he, he has to stay healthy. And he has, he's been suspended. You know, uh, Elliott needs to work on his passing game. I'm not sure Johnson has a weakness that jumps out at me, but I'm not sure his strengths are quite as great, certainly, as Bell's either. But, I mean, three great players, to me, are clearly the three best running backs in the league. Um, If you put them in a different order, I think I would argue. You know, like, uh, to me, Elliott is a notch below Johnson and Bell. And to me, Bell is the artist of the group. You know, I mean, he's the most unique. And that in itself doesn't make you number one. But go look what he did in the second half of the season. The numbers or the tape is unbelievable. And again, that's nothing taken away from Johnson or Elliott. But Lev is a bad, bad man. All right, that's going to do it for the week. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a great Memorial Day. I don't know if I'll record one on Monday or not. I haven't given that any thought. I guess you will find out. Uh, go to iTunes, leave a review, uh, download it. And all on multiple devices. And give David Locke an email if that's something you're interested in doing. All right, take care.